0: On episode number 249 of the Beyond Adversity podcast with Dr. Brad Miller, we continue in part two of our conversation with Neil Twa about creating a lifestyle-driven business to serve others
1: and to fulfill yourself. I partnered with a gentleman who's still my partner after 10 years. Very smart. He's a genius. Speaks two languages. Got financial history and background. Uh, in financial management and operations and logistics and new things I didn't know, which helped complete the second half of my e-commerce journey. And I was in, I knew the marketing tenacity and media-driven aspect of the market, as well as the systems and technology of how to make the product rank and get traffic and sales. And we partnered up. And so for the last 10 years, we stayed focused on that channel because that combination has done very well for us.
0: Hello, good people. Welcome to Beyond Adversity with Dr. Brad Miller. Pleasure and a privilege to have you with me here on just a beautiful day in my life, a beautiful day in your life. It's a beautiful day if you choose it to be that way. And we talk a lot here on our podcast about our attitude and our mindset, because when you face adversity, you choose how you approach things, because bad things do happen to people, and we're here to be helpful to you to navigate adversity and to come to your life of peace and prosperity and purpose. And coming to you today, as always, from the Loft Studios outside of Indianapolis, Indiana, here to pour in some good stuff into your life. You can always go to drbradmiller.com for over 240 episodes of this podcast designed to help you to grow through what you go through. And you can go to drbradmiller.com for more about our coaching and about our teaching, about our process called the POP, Your Promise Life plan to help you to navigate that adversity and to come to your place of peace and prosperity and purpose. Today, you're in for a treat. We're going to continue our conversation with Neil Twa, and he has an e-commerce business, and he's all, all about developing a, a plan for you through his company, Voltage, VoltageDM.com, to launch and operate and scale your e-commerce brand with a focus on Amazon FBA and in to develop your own uh, source of terms of how you can develop a lifestyle that is conducive to a lifestyle-driven business as opposed to a business that drives your lifestyle. Hoping that you see the difference. Because in that process, then, you'll be a fulfilling self and others in the process here instead of being driven by your ambition. Great stuff here on our conversation today. If you didn't hear our first conversation in our earlier episode, number 248, you heard the story how Neil's life, when he had this driven lifestyle, came crashing down with divorce and bankruptcy and health issues and all kinds of really tough, tough, tough things in his life and how he found a way to come back from that through his faith and through a focus on his family. We're going to talk today in this episode about, indeed, developing and your practical steps that you can take to deal with this adversity in your life. Everybody, for instance, needs to be able to fund their life. He talks some ways about funding your life through e-commerce business, but he talks about the factors which are much more important and foundational to developing that, which include his personal faith and his family. You're going to love this conversation. When we come back, we'll have a couple of reflections about it. But when we come back again on uh, episode number 250 of the Beyond Adversity podcast, I'm going to speak to this entire interview, this entire two-part interview with Neil 12 with my own reflections about how to turn your upside-down world right-side up. So I hope you'll turn into episode number 250 as well. Right now, we're going to talk to Neil Twal, and we're going to pick up the episode where he begins, we're going to pick up the conversation where he begins to talk about some of the steps he took to rebuild his life. Let's get into that conversation right now. So let's talk about some of the actions that you took, not just financially, business-wise, but kind of your spiritual health, your emotional health, your relationships, but also to kind of, you know, what got you? What are some of the actions you took? You've had this pivotal moment. You've had your faith moment season, and now yeah. you're getting out of it. What are you doing? What are some of the actions? Well,
1: I mean, at that point, I started reading the Bible. And yeah. as they say, the word comes to life when you do that. And so many things started to be revealed to me in that process as I started to dedicate myself to more of the world uh, of God and learning about who Jesus was and understanding what he did on the cross. From there, I started to humble myself to my family, put my family first about business and ambitions And from that point on, we started to homeschool our children and taking them out of the world and just becoming more of a a family structure uh, and a less worldly driven structure. From that, I I was blessed with opportunities and knowledge that God gave me to go out and do mobile advertising again and things that I hadn't really done in, in a different way, which then started to bring some financial success to my efforts. But my focus at that point was never taken off. The actions of my home at that point my home mattered more being with my kids, showing up to the doctor's appointments, making time for my wife, yeah. the focus and structure of pushing myself into my business and um, to my life of my family and out of the business driven ambition before and it completely inverted the way I saw things. I didn't realize how scarcity mindset driven I was sure. before, and now I was turning it into an abundance mindset. And, and let's start with
0: you to hear what he's saying here uh, in terms of you, you get to get your priorities in order here. So many people are so oppressed uh, by that sense of lack, what they don't have. See what they don't have is what yes. they have. And you had to get rid of that uh, literal come to Jesus moment for yourself. Yes. And you did put your family and uh, doctoral appointments and what have you
1: for everything and first. everything
0: else started to come into play. That is correct. Because my focus and in, you're
1: involved, my focus yeah, but- and drive absolutely completely changed after that. To, mm-hmm. to opening opportunities and, and thinking of things more abundantly. I didn't realize I was in scarcity in that ambition drive, mm-hmm. and it was masking activity as productivity. So when I just focused on the things that were actually good, I realized I didn't have to take as much time to be productive and actually do something that would benefit my family. Mm-hmm. So I realized that was the con- concepts of abundance, and that's what led me to e-commerce because I realized I had the strength and knowledge and brand capability of my background to go out and be able to take that into the world as physical products and serve and servant leader uh, the business in that way and to the customer first focus. Not, and from there, I understood profit and financial would come after serving first. And so I'd inverted that relationship into a servant leadership attitude. And from there, things started to transform very quickly for my business.
0: Mm-hmm. So as a servant leader now, you're doing this. So yes. what were some of the, be a little more specific with me here, okay. Neil. Neil mm-hmm. What were some of the steps that you took you know, actually to turn us around as a servant leader now to serve your family and to serve,
1: you
0: know, to serve, you know, and and using the framework or the strategy of e-commerce.
1: Well, and I started, I started to look at people differently. I started to look at people and give a different attitude of, I will trust you first and then verify that you're doing things versus I need to verify who you are and you must prove to me and then I'll trust you. Mm -hmm. So I started to give more and understand accountability very differently If I would give them an opportunity to be a part of this, then the accountability would fall on them, whether or not they would actually do it. It didn't fall to me, but I would give them and enable them and lead them through the process until they proved they didn't want to be a part of it or couldn't do it. Mm -hmm. And so that transition led me into some great relationships. And those great relationships led me into more networking and truly understanding that network is net worth, which led me to the realization that e-commerce was an opportunity that I could take advantage from some of my historical nature at IBM. When we were building latent semantic search engines, and I recognized Amazon was one, and it's just a big technology, I knew that I could take advantage of that system. And so I have I partnered with a gentleman who's still my partner after 10 years, very smart, he's a genius, speaks two languages, got financial history and background uh, in financial management and operations and logistics and new things I didn't know, which helped complete the second half of my e-commerce journey. And I was in I knew the marketing tenacity and media driven aspect of the market, as well Mm -hmm. as the systems and technology of how to make the product rank and get traffic and sales. And we partnered up. And so for the last 10 years, we stayed focused on that channel because that combination has done very well for us. And so I brought people into structured areas and I gave them the empower to become who they are. And because they operate within that, I have now multiple trusted people within those relationships inside of my organization who are not employees but are one hundred percent invested in the success that Voltage yeah.
0: offers. I'm hearing trust. I'm hearing networking. Correct. I'm hearing partners, you know, creative partnerships, and then Correct. also looking for a um, system, as it were, Amazon or other things out there to help yep. you to move forward
1: and mentoring. Mentor. I hired some mentors yeah. to get my mind right, to help level me up. One of my mentors that I that really kind of helped me understand that at some point, even if I went into the academia or into the corporate world to learn about e-commerce and stuff, it was my uncle uh, because mm-hmm. he had created a business and had done very successful in the boat building business in San Diego and was very much a rich dad comparison to my poor dad, um, yeah. if you will, not to speak huh. ill or down of him. It's just a comparison. I'm, um, following,
0: I'm following your metaphor. There. But
1: he very yeah. much gave me a, a way of thinking in such different mechanisms that stuck with me. Unfortunately, he died in an unfortunate plane crash. And so mm. I lost a mentor. So I knew that at some point I needed to find somebody like that. And so that's one of the things I've done over the years is I've hired mentors to help me in different areas where I'm not good and they're good at it. And I have paid them good money to mm. get involved with them, not just from a networking, but from a knowledge gaining and gleaning perspective and education transfer yeah. And that has changed so much about the way I look at business, and now about the way I lead others in business.
0: Well, be a be a um, be a networking mentor to our audience here for just a minute now, Neil. Yes. What would you say to that uh, that uh, person, maybe somewhat similar to you, in their forties, who've had their ups and downs? Maybe they got beat up by COVID, maybe something else happened in their life. Yeah, and they're they're kind of struggling right now, maybe financially, maybe family wise. What are some of the things you might say to them about? Okay, what are you going to get out of? How are you going to get out yeah. of this process here? Be a mentor to someone else out there for a minute.
1: Well, if you've heard a little about what I said today, and we're still listening to this, I appreciate that. Sure. Um, one of the things I would say I was was tired and not inspired. I didn't understand what would be an inspiration to me. And when I discovered my purpose driven uh, family life, that became an inspiration to me. My children, my wife, my family became an inspiration because of that. uh, What fell behind that was me last. You know, I have uh, four daughters and my wife. I'm the only guy in the family, so I fall last. Um, But because of that, I have learned that, uh, you know, tenacity and being agile are a critical, critical step in your ability to do things to feel the fear and do it anyways, if and if you don't have 100% understanding of the decision you're making, to take full accountable responsibilities of that decision, positive or negative, and then move in agility uh, through that, either yourself or with help of others, to overcome that and keep going, right? We always go forward. I analogize it like Everest and walking up with a Sherpa. You're going to go three feet at a time. You're not gonna race to the top. So you need to be patient. And every three feet you go, you should look back and make sure the person behind you that you can reach back and help the last three feet you came that you're lifting them up to, because that will yeah. build your tribe. And as you build your tribe, you build your family or friends or connections or business who are surrounding you in the area in which you're both climbing together. The success will be so much greater because it will be shared. And when you reach the top, it's not just you by yourself and a selfie. It's you with a group of people looking around going, look what we all accomplished together. So oh, the right. wisdom here is to learn that you cannot be a solo solopreneur. You cannot be a one-opreneur. An entrepreneur is somebody who knows how to advance people in their position and then gain from that, not take from it. Some so, uh,
0: some some great
1: advice there that helps
0: uh, people to get understand, you know, this is a process. That's what I like to teach.
1: It a is process. a process. It's not, arrival,
0: it's not an arrival thing. I mean, you, the promised land is out there, but the promised land is after a whole long process here that you're That's right. Go through, and so That's these right. are some of the disciplines and some of the tools and some of the um, habits that you have. And and you is there anything you would particular you want to say about e-commerce and about uh, Amazon sure. FBA and all that in terms of how that has become mm-hmm. the uh, you know the main tool or the main Absolutely. strategy that you use? Is there anything that you see that is kind of advantageous about e-commerce and these type of things mm-hmm. that people may want to take advantage of?
1: Yeah, so for me, as I wanted to drive that family driven purpose and business second, I understood something uh, later on, as success was starting to come through the e-commerce channel, I understood that I could create a lifestyle driven business by design, and not a business that would drive my lifestyle. Those are two very different things. One of them is ambitious home run mind thinking the other is I'll get there when I get there, because my purpose is bigger than just the finances. And because I learned a lifestyle-driven business, we now live um, on 40 acres in the country. I work on squirrel-powered internet. I'm with my girls every day. We homeschool them. We have community groups and family groups we go to. Uh, and I spend every day with my family. And I still create, you know, created a great business from e-commerce. It gave me the ability to have a lifestyle okay, that would be driven and build an empire or retire at some point from this because e-commerce is a virtual situation. I own no warehouses. I used to have a warehouse and 12 employees once upon a time. I have none of that anymore. I have virtual assistants and e-commerce and the FBA, Amazon FBA channel helped me get that process going. So I was and able just, to get just products. Just for our audience who
0: may not yeah. be, let's define terms or just a little high. bit for yeah. audience, may not be quite as,
1: absolutely
0: you know, such as e-commerce. Yep. I'd like you to find that for a minute. And then, you know, you mentioned Amazon FBI. I know what that means. Sure. But uh, tell our audience just a little bit more about that. Let's not make yeah. any too much assumptions here. E-commerce, let's go with that.
1: First. No assumptions. Fulfilled by Amazon is actually a company that Amazon purchased roughly in 2009 or 10, if memory serves me correctly, uh, to help with logistics management and what's called last mile to the customer. You would know it as clicking add to cart on your cell phone button and two days later or one hour later, a product shows up from Amazon. Mm-hmm. Amazon's logistics and, and you know, $15 billion in infrastructure delivers those products through its warehouses. I, as a marketplace seller on Amazon, using their Fulfilled by Amazon or FBA system, send my products into their warehouses and their logistics and people deliver it to the customer. So my focal point is on brand building, customer uh, relationship, product development, uh, and management of logistics in the pipeline of products, which are done um, within the Amazon infrastructure to start. And then we move them into multiple channels, infomercial, TV, radio, websites, and celebrities and other places outside once that brand is proven on Amazon. So I like to take people with zero experience and help them become heroes on the Amazon channel so they can expand those out because it's one of the best places. Beginners uh, have been taught to get to six, seven, even eight figures. Um, because we show them how to take advantage of a marketplace of buyers. Everybody goes to Amazon to buy products, okay? Uh, and that's <laughs> I think I saw the Amazon there.
0: truck just go buy my house as we Amazon
1: talking. delivers all the time, and we leverage. It's a leverage infrastructure. It comes obviously yeah. with the cost, but it's a leverage infrastructure that allows me to travel to two months into Florida with my family if I want, right. and still run my operation, come back to Missouri, or travel around if we need to. Um, or just you know have and that. What you're, and hope. what
0: you're describing is
1: e-commerce as an electronic, absolutely brand-driven, private and, label companies, and, and as
0: opposed to kind of a corporate structure or cubicle living or punch a time clock or whatever. There is a difference there, right? In terms trading
1: of trading time for money. Yes. You know, no.
0: how, how you do that? And I guess that's part of what I want our audience to hear because when people are crushed by debt or crushed by financial pressures. They're looking for some way out that can relieve pressure and not add, add pressure. And yeah. not to say there's not pressure here. I know that uh, there's complexities. Uh, yes. you know, I, for one, I'll just share it with you. I did Amazon FBA about three years ago and it didn't go well for me, you know, because mm-hmm. I just kind of, I had a whole bunch of books to sell and I tried to, I did. Uh-huh. So I'm on, on Amazon,
1: but it just was not a big winner. I don't, me don't sell I, books I and I wouldn't recommend I, it. Well, <laughs> The profitability on sure. physical products is a lot better. <laughs>
0: Well, and that's where, if we were going to have further conversation of this, Absolutely. Point, uh, what would want to learn, how to do it right. In right. yeah. that that particular case, I was downsizing, and I had a library of 2,000 books and got rid of 500 of them. Wow. And that was my uh, part of my downsizing deal. I, just, I tried to gotcha. sell them and sort of give them away. But it, I'm just saying, I didn't make any money off of it. Mm-hmm. And if I was going to do it again, I'd want to be smarter about it. In that case, right. my motivation almost was just getting rid of the books and trying to break even. But um, – You know, but I'm just trying to share, help understand for our audience Mm -hmm. that what you're sharing here is a pathway. And what I'm all about here on on Beyond Adversity is try to get beyond that adverse life condition to something better. You know, it's still going to be a journey to get absolutely to get beyond this, to, to get beyond this. And so there are some things that you teach in your process that can be helpful to people. They're learning life lessons about faith and family. And what you're all about, but they can also learn some prat- practicalities on how to, uh, you know, do some things in their uh, yes, sir. financial life. As that is well. correct. That, that, that's awesome. It's that's a awesome. business
1: mentoring. That's what I like to make sure people understand. We just sure. happen to choose Amazon FBA as the first place to sell your products, but not the only place. Which is yeah. a great. Well, place give us an
0: example research. of what some of the products you may have worked with are, so people can get. Oh yeah, some yeah
1: I mean listen, I'll tell you, it's easier to say what I don't work with, which is electronics. I don't work with supplements. and, and that you don't kind
0: of do stuff. books either. Apparently. I don't do
1: books and I don't do clothing for, for a variety of reasons, but we sold everything from, uh, kitchen supplies and dishware to, uh, toys. Uh, we developed a product line of, of, uh, what are called what belt buddies, but we sold that brand later on, uh, that were these, uh, seat pets kind of, uh, how do you describe these things? Pets. Oh, you, is this for kids' but car seats? For kids' car seats, thank you. And okay, they my were grand, uh,
0: my granddaughters have that yeah. type
1: of thing. So we had the, the, the competitor had more animal faces, which were cute, like a penguin, a dog, you know, this, a cat. We developed an anime version of that same product. We called it Belt Buddies, and we went to compete with them in the market. And ours had slightly bigger eyes, had a little bit of an anime look to the face. So we kind of crossed the anime genre that was going up with the toys. Bye. And we exploded. We had 2,000 units in eight days. We sold out of all of them. Uh, with zero marketing, we simply took in and we ethically stole their marketing because I was up one night with one of my kids watching uh, infomercials while she was trying to finish her bottle and up pops an infomercial for Seat Pets. And they were talking about these pets, et cetera. I'm like, wow, that's really cool. I bet we could beat that. So, uh, create, and so we, created you
0: created juice to start to flow then, huh?
1: Got up, created a new brand uh, called Seat Pets, got 2000 units made and hand stitched, sent them to Amazon. And eight days later, they were gone. And we said, whoa. So we ordered 2000 more and we kept doing that as we scaled the business. And I'm assuming this did not involve your
0: garage being full of seed pets.
1: Products went from the manufacturer directly to Amazon's FBA warehouses. I never touched it other than the samples, which my kids still have in their bed. Sure. Well, uh, I get that. For the product.
0: (laughs) Well, Neil, also, um, you've shared here a lot about your own life and about processes and about Mm -hmm. how people can achieve things spiritually and emotionally and family life and go through some rough stuff your divorce I've heard a lot of divorce stories yours is right up there with some pretty you know pretty amazing ones um you mentioned it, I'm sorry go
1: uh, ahead. you mentioned death as your last one oh yeah yeah you. well okay yeah, yeah please uh, if you uh, if you, well, have
0: something you want to share there yeah
1: obviously my uncle and my mentor died oh, you which your uncle, set me yeah. back. however my wife had some very difficult medical uh, issues after my uh, her third child and she had to go have a hysterectomy after her fourth excuse me um in the process of that, they accidentally had a failed carterizing machine. She was supposed to only be in for two days and go out. Uh, instead, she had to fight for her life. Um, she died in front of me, and I had to call, uh, call them in, and they resuscitated her. Uh, then they had to take her back for an emergency surgery. I thought she was dead. They came back. It was still bleeding, and she ended up having two more surgeries in 16 hours to save her life. She died one time on the table in the operating room as well, and they brought her back. So here I am, a dad with four kids, four and a half and under, and my wife is dying in the hospital. Uh, so I faced the, uh, unbelievable moment of realizing that we had been married for about five years and that I was going to be a single dad of four kids under the age of five. Uh, so that was one of those moments that, oh you know, goodness. without faith, I don't think I would have made it quite honestly.
0: So, let me just clear. She's still with us. Is that right?
1: She is well alive and kicking. They, okay. they managed to get that taken care of. So it took her about a had, year to recover. If I understand
0: what you're saying, she had two near death experiences.
1: She died twice. My gosh. Mm-hmm. Once in front of me and once on the operating table. Uh, but they were managed to to get her back to life. It took her about a year to recover from that. And I ended up playing dad and mom for almost a year after that uh, to get her back on her feet. But she's stronger than ever. We figured out her health conditions right. and issues and have managed to to um, medicate all of that through holistic treatment, which has so, been amazing. So this and,
0: the kind of spring is full circle here. You've had all these things happen to you. And I thank you for sharing that. And yay God, you know, for you right now. But, Absolutely. And you place right now. Not that you're without problems. I don't want to be casting weird, weird aspersions that way, <laughs> but you've come through life. You've come through a nasty divorce. You've come through bankruptcy. You've gone from the highs and highs of being you know, flying high in corporate world and, and the lows of lows of, you know, being on subsistence living. You've had, it's four children is what you said?
1: Yes, sir. Four daughters.
0: Four four daughters. Mm-hmm. Good Good for you. And and uh pregnancies and marriage and remarriage and near you know death experiences here with your uncle and with your wife and and it sounds like at this point all things considered you're doing okay is that fair
1: that is correct yeah better uh too blessed to be stressed and and uh that's how i say it now
0: well and that's what i like to share with our folks is that you know what you're looking for is what i like to call the promised life which is peace prosperity and purpose Mm-hmm. which means you got peace of mind. It doesn't mean you don't have bad things happen to you. And prosperity right. doesn't mean you always have all the money in the world, but you have the vital things in life. You've got Other shelter, yeah. you've got uh, right. enough income to care for yourself That's right. and you've got uh, health and those type of things. And then the purpose is having a reason for living. And so let's go there. Let's kind of conclude our conversation with what are you living for now, my friend, uh, Neil? Mm-hmm. what are you living for now? How do you serve others now? Yeah. And then I'd also like to hear a story about maybe someone who you've served.
1: So in our uh, private life outside of the business, we own 40 acres in the country. Um, As we mentioned, we homestead, we homeschool, we have a 1500 square foot heritage seat garden. A lot of that stuff we give away every year because it's more than we can eat. Uh, We work in the community. We helped start the community homeschooling group when we were here. There's two families. There's now 60 families involved, 20 families and 60 kids. I get that reversed. Um, So we've been an instrumental part of bringing up a homeschool uh, classical conversations group. Um, And in terms of the business side, I mentor folks um, to be successful, uh, to overcome their challenges, both business and and, uh, mindset driven, to create e-commerce businesses and give them opportunities to leave their job or retire or build their empire. And I've had great success stories with a number of people. Patrick is probably one of my favorite ones recently. He's a a uh, non-U.S. resident who came and immigrated. He's a non-English speaker. He got into the corporate world and found out he had a you know aptitude for programming and did that for a while, but also realized he had more ambitions. Um, we were able to mentor him through the, the adversity challenges. He was agile. He figured it out. He followed the process and asked great questions, and he's now doing 80000 a month in his Amazon mm-hmm. store. Wow. Um, and it's been great to have story after story after story yeah. like that. Of people that we now serve uh, in the business, and, and um, we have created an amazing network of people because of that.
0: And for folks to understand, that there is not only hope, but you know, you can you can do well. I mean, the main not everybody was going to be having living on 40 acres and making an 80,000 a month, like your friend does, but they can find their own pathway to uh, having peace, prosperity, and purpose. That in is correct. Life. So, so, Neil, how can folks be in contact with you and learn more about you if they want to learn more about what you're? what you offer and what you're all about. How can people be in contact with
1: you? Well, in simple terms, you can go over to voltagedm.com. There's a free training of 45 minutes there. Uh, One of my partners in my portfolios division is Kevin Harrington from the SC9 TV and Shark Tank. We do a presentation together there uh, that explains for about 40 minutes or so what the model is of e-commerce. It's free and there's training and free training on my email list that you're welcome to check out as well. Uh, which will teach you some of the fundamentals of e-commerce and get you started uh, on understanding the basics. Uh, you can Google me too. I'm on all the social medias. It is Neil Twa, TWA. It's not fake last name. It's not an MBA or PhD. It's actually TWA. Uh, and you're welcome to Google me and find all my social networks, et cetera, and contact me through there or um, follow me along there as well until such time as you feel you want to uh, reach out and have a conversation. Awesome. Awesome.
0: Well, you've given us a fascinating story today and, uh, Always love to hear stories where people have come through some really challenging things and have done well and have something to teach others. That's what we're all about. Thank
1: here. you. I appreciate all that, Beyond Dr. University.
0: Very good. Well, our guest today on the Beyond Adversity podcast, Neil Twal from VoltageDM.com. Thank you for being our guest today on Beyond Adversity. Thanks again so much to Neil Twa for sharing us about his really pretty remarkable story of coming back from really uh, devastation in his life. You know, divorce, uh, identity theft, uh, bankruptcy, health issues, caretaking issues, all of that which happened in his life. If you didn't get the whole story uh, today, go back to episode 248. You'll get the complete story of where he came from. In today's episode, we talked about building your lifestyle, building a lifestyle business instead of a business to serve your, your, your lifestyle. And I hope that you picked up on a a couple of factors here that I think are important takeaways from our conversation today with Neil Twa. He talked about the importance of trust, building trust with other people in your family, but also in those people you work with and building a business, the power of networking, creating relationships, creative partnerships, how it has systems he talked about his systems and and Amazon FBA and the other things he works with in e-commerce mentoring the people who mentor him and how he offers mentoring to others find lots of things there in this conversation which can be helpful to you to gain perspective in your life in order to build your lifestyle driven business i hope that you can do uh, just that, you see where it got him. He now lives in a 40-acre homestead and is really serving his family and his community in some wonderful ways. It has a, a very uh, a lifestyle that is something uh, that we are sell a story in 249 to today's episode to get the full story of, what, of the story of Neil Twall. You can always go you know, over to his website, VoltageDM.com, for more information. Here at drbradmiller.com, we're looking to serve you. I'll be coming back in episode 250 uh, with my reflections about our conversation with Neil Twa, about uh, he had, his life was turned upside down and he got it right side up. Um, That's what I'm going to talk to you about, my reflections on how you can take your life when it goes upside down and turn it right side up. I've had my own experiences in this area, i got something that I can share with you. Here, Indeed, here on the Beyond Adversity podcast, we're all about sharing and pouring into your life to help you to achieve a life of peace and prosperity and purpose, to overcome uh, the five D's of adversity, depression, divorce, disease, debt, and death. You can do it. We can help. We can help you with our ACTS plan, or ACTS plan, which at the a is for uh, action. The the, uh, C is to connect with a higher power, the T to think with discipline, and the S to serve others with love. You can find lots of more information about this over 240 episodes of this podcast at drbradmiller.com. And at drbradmiller.com slash 40 Day Way, you can find our guide to help you to develop your POP, your promised life plan. We're here to serve We love you. We want to pour into your life to help you indeed to grow through whatever it is that you go through. My name is Dr. Brad Miller, here to serve. And until next time, good people, I just want to remind you and encourage you to always do all the good that you can.